Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day on this beautiful Sunday. Oh, my glasses are filthy. And happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Give everybody a couple more minutes to show up, and then I will kind of hit you with a little update. What's going on? Uh, sun's finally coming out here in Seattle, it looks like, behind me. That's nice. So, uh, yeah, I was I was in Los Angeles uh, last week. Um, so, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say, so I won't say too much, but I'll say a little bit, so... This is where you get your inside, inside edition. <laughs> um, for inquiring minds who want to know. So I was in LA last week and we are um, working on um, we are working on um, a documentary that me and Peter Rollins and Helen Rollins, uh, we've all been working on, uh, for quite a few years now, on trying to get a, um, yeah, oh yeah, I'm here in Seattle, Bill. Um, I'm actually in Linwood, but yeah, I'm hoping to get closer to Seattle soon. Uh, I'm looking at different apartments when I get closer to my kid's school. Um, but yeah, so we, it's cool that it's Mother's Day, so I can talk a little bit about this on Mother's Day. We'll We'll, we'll keep it in, 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 in context here with Mother's Day. So uh, a few years ago, um, me and Pete and Helen, uh, gosh, years and years ago, uh, started, uh, kind of had an idea to do uh, a film. I don't know if you know, uh, Pete and, and Helen have, have done films before and made uh, a lot of little independent films. And so we had an idea to make a, a documentary about my mom and uh, kind of the idea of how um, my mother was always able to kind to to reach across the aisles you know how she was able to work with drag queens and and, and conservative evangelicals and and just love people in every place of, of, of life and so the idea originally was kind of like bringing in different like psychoanalytic looks and uh, philosophical looks of how that happens and, and basically how we kind of need someone today for that type of thing. So that was kind of the goal and uh, we, we, are, we, we started filming on, on uh, this, this past weekend. So that's, I think as much as I can tell you right now, um, but some cool stuff is happening. It's been something that's been just in the work for years. So, uh, you know, there might be times where I'm, I'm either doing talks from LA or, or, or saying, I can't do a talk today because I have to be somewhere. Um, hopefully we'll get some more guest speakers in to cover for me as, as well when that happens. But yeah, so some cool things are happening. Um, 
remembering my mother's legacy. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm really excited about that. So for me, but this weekend, man, so I, I got back from, uh, um, um, California and, uh, the kids got stomach bugs. So, <laughs> so Minnie was staying home and we thought everything was fine. And, uh, you know, she stayed home and I had to kept her home an extra day and, and, and just in case. And then yesterday we went to catch Pokemon at the mall because there's a lot of great Pokemon. We caught a Charizard for any Pokemon fans, which he's been really hard to find. So we were very excited to find a Charizard at the uh, Linwood Mall. Yeah, so we found him, but then we got home and Milo got the stomach bug. So the kids are in their rooms right now, in the room with their, po uh, with their, with their tablets, uh, chilling out. But yeah, so... I've been in 100% dad mode, and uh, so we'll just keep moving forward. <laughs> but I um, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Mother's Day is always a strange one, but you know, for me, I, I've always, you know, I try to reach out to some of the moms I know and and and, and wish them a happy Mother's Day because it's such an important, vital job. You know, I'm a mama's boy, and it made all the world difference for me. And um, and so today is kind of a day I like to reflect on my mom. And so I thought what I would do today was just share like two of my mom's favorite verses, and we kind of talk about that. Um, but also just talk a little bit about my mom. You know, one of the cool things uh, about my mom was just is she was a really positive influence in so many people's lives. Um, but as I've been working on this project, I, I read, started reading her book, I Gotta Be Me. And I can't recommend that book enough, to be honest with you. And I think the only way you'll probably find I Gotta Be Me is if you go to eBay and find it on there. Um, I think it might even be fun to do a, 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 to do a, um, a, a book study on that as well. You know, maybe do like a midweek book study on Zoom or something, see if people are interested in that. But I, I'm reading her book, I Gotta Be Me, and man, you know, I found out through just reading that book, I'd, I'd never read it before, like how much my parents are in my, are in my DNA, obviously. But I mean, really seeing like places where me and my dad are very, very uh, close <laughs> to each other, but also my mom, you know, and my mom's, during most of my lifetime was always a survivor. Always kind of a, like a go-getter. But, you know, in this what great thing was seen in this book was seeing how she, you know, she was the youngest of eight brothers and sisters. You know, came from a broken home. And when you're going to an Assemblies of God church, that wasn't great. She had to deal with a lot of BS in the church growing up, a lot of hurt. Um, you know, and that's a, the strange thing is, is you think about like how many people are hurt by the church today and, and a lot of times give up on the church. And there is some sort of fight, and I guess I have it too, is, in my mother that was like, you know, you can treat my mom like crap, you can treat me like crap, but there's some truth to this and I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to make sure the truth is seen. I'm going to make sure the truth is heard. And, you know, I'm not going to let the bastards get me down, basically. I mean, it, she really did. She just, and she goes, and I'm going to love the bastards. And sometimes, well, I might be the bastard. You know what I mean? Like, she really moved forward, you know. Um, 
you know, she talked about in that book the first time she put on eye makeup and she really loved it. But she could she didn't want to be a hypocrite, so she didn't want to just wear eye makeup at home and then take it off for church. So she wore it to church, not caring what anybody would say. You know, and the church that she was grew up in really treated her mom badly because her mom went through was a divorced, you know, even to the point where sometimes the pastors would come over to the house and be very mean to her mother. And it caused a lot of my my mom's brothers and sisters to walk away from the church. But my mom, you know, was heartbroken by that, but she also understood why someone would leave the church. And I understand that as well. I mean, that's why we try to be a community here, of just people from all different walks of life. And some of you who are done with church, but you know, this community is something that, this gathering, if you will, is something that you feel like you can connect to. And, and I'm grateful for that. But, um, you know, she was, you know, through that book, I saw her struggles, even when she went to work for the uh, CBN or the 700 Club and, 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 and TBN and all this. I mean, and her struggles with people people who hated her and people who hurt her and how, how, how deeply she took that. Um, but she always chose love, even when it hurt, even when it was uncomfortable to go up to people. Like she went up to this woman who was really treating her bad, really, really treating her poorly that she was working with. And she finally just said, listen, I'm having a really rough time loving you. You know, you, you really hurt my feelings, but I've chosen to love you and I want to love you and I want to know what's going on in your life that that makes you feel so angry towards me. And it's that road less traveled, you know? And through that road, she said, you know, I'm not gonna reject anybody. I'm gonna love everybody. And it was that idea that love was the trump card through, like she, she, she got something that like, often people have to study philosophy, uh, people have to become biblical scholars, <laughs> you know? Um, theologians to really grasp and she wasn't any of those things but it was like instinctively within her heart uh, to love people and to always embrace the contradiction and uh, to never give up you know never lose faith always be hopeful and endure through every circumstance and so you know, I saw a lot of that, you know, and it was those early struggles that I didn't see, which I guess I'm grateful that I have stuff like autobiographies and I Gotta Be Me and different things like that that I'm able to look at and look back at her life and know that she just didn't arrive one day. At just, she just wasn't born loving the impossible people, loving the hard people to love, but that it was a process. Um, but it was a process from being mistreated. You know, and so I think what that allows us to look at for a second as an example of my mother's life is, and I've seen Zoe do this as well, um, <laughs> you kind of get, you know, it's like the red pill and the blue pill, you know, when you, when you get mistreated by people in this world. Um, we often, you know, because we, this is, you know, a religious setting, maybe we, 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 we look at church stuff, but any organization can group of people can treat you well treat you poorly or well but we've got the blue pill and the red pill and it's kind of like which one will you take you know will you be angry and resentful or will you will you be loving and caring and try to take the tough pill and get through this maybe it's even the third pill i don't know but um my mom just said i gotta do this i gotta be there 
and through this hell, I will be myself. I will be me. I've got to be me through all of this. And for me, I, you know, I, I just, I find it encouraging in the time when everything in this world seems so discouraging. Um, when we're so divided with each other, uh, politically and, 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 you know, I mean, everything that's happening right now, I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like the government just want, is pushing us hard enough to see if we want to go, you know, if, if they can create a civil war. Because it's just like, <laughs> just all these, all this crazy change, all these horrible things happening, all these people, you know, bringing us into this like constant division. And how can we love each other uh, despite our disagreements, despite the hell that we go through? How can we allow our suffering to become something that does not make us bitter, but allows us to be better, that allows us to show grace, that allows us to show mercy? And I think one of the ways we do that is by when we do feel the pain, when we do feel the hurt, you know, we can run from it and go somewhere else where we're not hurt. Or we can realize we're in a situation where there are other people being hurt. And maybe within this situation we go, I don't want these people to experience what others are experiencing. And I think this is where leadership comes in, is when we realize that we don't want people to experience the bad things that we're experiencing. We want people to find the hope that we've somehow grasped, the grace that we've somehow grasped. And so when, when, when you decide to go into leadership, that's the choice. You make this choice to go within there. You know, I, I always think about Dr. King and everything that he had to go through, all the hell he went through, the FBI, the, <laughs> the white moderates, the white racists, the North, the South, you know. And here is a man who just chose to never give up to the point where they had to kill him. But how many times he must have wanted to give up and how almost every day waking up he had to make that choice that, you know, I'm not gonna try to destroy my enemies and I'm not gonna allow my enemies to destroy me. I'm gonna choose love today. And um, so I think when we talk about the narrow road, when the Bible talks about the narrow road, I really think that's the choice of, of, of the choice of love and the choice of a type of leadership uh, that we decide to go into and say, this is what I'm gonna do. So even when my mom wasn't pastoring a church or heading things up, she still said, I'm going to be, a groundbreaker. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna continue to go down this narrow road and lead in a way where people know they're loved. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I get messages from people, especially people in the LGBTQ community, who tell me how much my mom gave them hope. Or I'm not a believer. I'm not a, but she gave me hope. You know, she. I was a kid and I was, you know, felt alone. And I turned on and then I saw her on there with Steve Peters and it gave me hope. Or I just saw her life gave me hope. Or I, you know, I, I worked at her, I, I was taking a cab in LA and I was exhausted and Pete was talking about the project we we're doing and this guy goes, no, 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 you're kidding, you're kidding. And we we're going, what? He goes, Tammy Faye, at my restaurant, the old restaurant job, I used to work at this place called Mimi's and Tammy Faye came into the restaurant and he goes, and here I was, the only Hispanic gay man in the whole rest, you know, worked there and she hugged me and loved me and kissed me and she wrote her autograph for me and then kissed it, put her lipstick on there. And he's like, she was so wonderful. You know, she made me feel so loved and so accepted. And she's like, he's like, you know, it was the first celebrity I met and she set such a high bar because <laughs> she was so wonderful. 
you know, and, and I would see this growing up with my mom, even with people who would say mean things and, and harass her, or people where and I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall shirts with the splattered makeup, she would go and sign those things, you know, and and I, I, you know, as a kid, I struggled with getting it. I didn't get it. I, I didn't understand. You know, I wanted to be like, give him the finger and fight him. And she just taught me to love people. And now as the older I get, I've realized the importance of loving well. I want to even say like love hard. And when I mean love hard, is it's like, you know, when, when people fight against you not to love them. You know, and sometimes we have to love from a distance as well. You know, and I even saw that in my mother's life. There were people that she wasn't reconciled until for 20, 30 years because they just fell out and she wanted to love them, but the opportunity wasn't there. But then one day it became back. And some opportunities never came back. Um, but reconciliation was always something that she was really headed for and, and, and wanted to see. And I think the legacy of my own mother on here on Mother's Day is, is, is this work right here, is my work, my own work, what I'm doing, you know? And, you know, is it hard to live in the shadow of Jim and Tammy Faye? Yeah, it can be weird at times, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful to have that type of legacy. And I'm grateful to say, hey, you know, I don't have to look much further than my mom, you know, and, and my dad, you know, they, they did certain things in a different way. And they decided to try to not give up, even, you know, and it's so funny because, you know, I remember her talk because she used to sing the song, You Can Make It, at PTL. And she was giving this talk and she goes, you know, we used to say you can make it by faith. And she goes, you know, now I, I say you can make it from experience. And uh, I don't think she, I think she sold herself short a little bit there because I think she had plenty of experience of, of, of making it. Not that, that she didn't struggle with over, you know, medic, you know, addicted to medication and pills and struggles and fights and and had to go to rehab and, and do all these things. Yeah, because life is life. Life hurts. Life is pain. You know, life is is suffering. No one does this perfectly, and I think maybe that's sometimes where we 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 miss each other. Is is sometimes when I'm talking about showing grace to your enemies and loving your enemies. I think sometimes people might think I'm saying we've got to do that perfectly. Um, but no, it's messy, and we're going to miss the mark, and we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to lose our tempers, and, you know, and we're going to fall on our swords sometimes. Um, those things happen. It's, it, it's, a, it's a tough struggle, and uh, there's always going to be contradiction that's within that. Um, but I think if this is a place that you're called to, I think this is a place where we're going to learn to embrace the contradiction and to head into uh, that road less traveled, you know, that, 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 that road that my mom was trying to pioneer and continue to walk in that. Because it, in a way, it is a different type of, 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 of living. It's a different choice in life. And uh, it's a different kind of Christianity as well. Um, because there's no room for scapegoating, you know. There's no room for canceling, um, reconciliation, or... or um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, restoration is, 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 is always the end goal, uh, one way or the other. Uh, you know, this isn't saying no accountability or things like that. You know, it's not hippie fairy dust or anything like that, but it's saying like, you know, we live life on life's terms, but we live it in the way that, that truly glorifies grace and love.
And, and, and you know, I believe that message is biblical. I believe it's what Christ talked about. I mean, from my own scholarship, biblically, my own biblical scholarship, my own studying, I think that's where it's at. Um, from the, you know, from the theology of those folks in the Bible, their theology seemed to be that theology of grace, hope, and love, and loving enemies, and loving those who persecute you, and continuing to go on. Um, but also the great thing about community, or a gathering, if you will, is the fact is that we need each other because we do have to debrief. One of the great things about working with um, uh, Soul Force is when we would go out to do, like, projects. We'd go out and meet with people, and some people didn't want to meet with us, and some people fought and argued with us, and sometimes we'd have to protest if people refused to meet with us. It was, you know, it was nonviolence, practicing nonviolence. But the thing is, that at the end of all of our things, whether it was a protest or an in-depth meeting of talking to people or talking to other people who disagreed with us about why we want to talk to them about being affirming and loving each other, we always, at the end of the day, would have a debriefing. And so it would always be an area where we could all come together and talk. I mean, there'd be jokes. We'd make, you know, sometimes you make fun of people. Sometimes you laugh about it. Sometimes you cry and sob. But you needed those moments to kind of come back together, regroup, and debrief a little bit and uh, go through that. So I think there's, there, there's processes of ways that we can do it. You know, the strange thing about my mom is I don't think she always really had, you know, she was kind of a loner in a lot of ways, and she didn't always have that community to debrief in, you know. Um, but she always loved people, and she never refused to go anywhere or speak anywhere, you know. She took me to my first uh, affirming church, and, uh, you know, and she also spoke at our church, Revolution, where, you know, when it was, like, in a bar and a club and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, anyway. Uh, one of the, the scriptures I was going to first talk about is Philippians, since I've kind of, I just went on a rant there, didn't I? 30-minute rant. Um, and and uh, I'm going to flip on over to Philippians. i got my, my Bible here. And uh, 4.13. Where are you, 13? So, you know, growing up in a, in a church that was, you know, very... Uh, what's the word? It was prosperity gospel. These verses often meant different things than they <laughs> than they really did. Um, right here it says, uh, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then it goes, just after that it goes, in any case, it was kind of you to share my distress, which is important. We help carry each other's burdens, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's not like, I can buy a Cadillac. I can grow a giant church, you know. When Paul was writing this, this is a letter that Paul was saying this from prison. He's saying, I can do this time with Christ who strengthens me. You know, and Paul kind of made it clear what was quite grace, love, never give up, never lose faith, always be hopeful, endure through every circumstance. You know, and I know that this verse meant a lot to my dad when he was in prison because I think the reality of, though, this is a prison verse. This is, this is doing hard time. You know, I can do all things. I can do this one day at a time. Uh, I can be, you know, sobriety or my own struggles. or You know, I can try to love those who don't love me. You know, I can do this through Christ who strengthens me. And um, for me, when I say who, through Christ who strengthens me, I think of the, the principles of, 
loving my neighbor, loving my enemy. I think the principles of nonviolence, I think of the principles of, of, of having friends and people I can bounce things off or I can decompress with even when those times get hard. Um, but that was one thing, like, I, I think that there was like kind of a verse that summed up my mom, that was it, because she loved Jesus so much and she loved loving people so much. And she just, I mean, I saw her break down a few times, but the most of the time she, she had that strength and that love that she found in that church, even though her mother was rejected, even though she was given a hard time because of her way, her makeup or all this stuff, you know, you gotta read I Gotta Be Me because it's really wild. She talks about the time her mom went to see the Ten Commandments and she goes, if you go see that movie, I'm gonna leave the house because she thought that was the ultimate sin was going to movies. Um, but then she even learned to go to movies. She could go to movies through Christ who strengthens her. Um, and she loved movies. Um, but yeah, but so I say this is, is like, I mean, my mom had two husbands go to prison. Um, she was the butt of every joke in the 80s and the 90s. She really never got to see this film come out or different things. She never really got to see the rise of Tammy Faye, the resurrection of, of her, 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 her legacy, you know. Um, she never got to see that, but you know, for her, it didn't matter. She just did it. She just lived life every day. And it wasn't always easy having a mom who, who lived that way and who believed this way because there were times where I just wanted to be sad. I wanted to be bitter. I wanted to be angry. I wanted to sit with my hate. You know, I wanted to give up. Like, I just want to give up, you know, or I wanted revenge. <laughs> and she would just make it clear like that's, in her mind, that wasn't the way to go. That was the wrong path to take. Um, I remember when I went back to Heritage USA once and, and the security kicked me off the property because I wasn't supposed to be there and I was really upset because I felt like that was part of my legacy. And, and she goes, well, honey, at least they can't eat you. You know, like they can, you know, they didn't kill you. You're still alive. You're still here and you still got a long way to go. And I was just like, oof, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to be mad. You know, but it was hard to be that. It was hard to hold those those bitter moments with her. I remember when Jerry Fowell passed away and she cried, you know. Like, she realized even her enemies had an impact on her life and let her in a certain way and, you know, and put her on a journey. And so I think when I, when I come and talk about grace, when I talk about love, when I talk about the life of Christ, when I talk about Paulinian ideals, you know, when I talk about philosophy, you know, and theologians. I mean, these all this stuff comes together to basically be like, you know, if we could all be a little bit, you know, more like Tammy Faye, like my mom, <laughs> we might uh, we might have an edge. Might have an edge on all this stuff. You know, it's taken me all this stuff to look back and go like, oh, she was right. You know, she had some something special, and uh, and she just was a ruthless lover of people and humanity and she always said God doesn't make any junk you know and I think that was especially important because when you're being told that you're an abomination of God and then my mom goes no 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 God doesn't make junk you know and she was saying no one is trash humans aren't trash conservatives aren't trash liberals aren't trash people aren't trash And I think that takes us to that road less traveled. I'm gonna end with the 
another verse that I read at her funeral and was another one of her favorite ones. I, I have one, I have her little, this little tiny red leather Bible that she used to carry, a little button on it. And she always, she loved that Bible and um, she loved this verse. And it's Romans uh, 31, uh, Romans 8, 31. I think this is pretty cool. Um, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? It seems like everybody. <laughs> but listen to this, it gets, it gets deeper. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charges against us, God's elect? Well, it seems like a lot of people, Paul. Is it God, is Christ Jesus who died? Yes, who was raised, who is the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us? Christ, he's saying Christ intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or disaster or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. Now, some people say the Bible doesn't talk about suffering. This is what these folks were dealing with every day, are these type of things, famine, you know, nakedness, peril, swords, <laughs> hardships, distress. And, and that's what a lot of us go through now. But what does it say? We are accused as, we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. And I think we have to look at this as not like, oh, are Christians being you know, persecuted because people always want to go down that thing? But it's like, no, are, human, are, are we as human beings seeing persecution of other human beings? Are we playing a part of that persecution? Is the phone that I'm filming this on playing a part in that persecution? And the answer is unfortunately probably yes. You know, um, are the items the things that we take, you know, we don't realize all these items have hundreds of people attached to them from the people who start to create them to the, bring the trees down to the designers, to the factories, to the truck drivers, to the stores, to the employees at the stores, to all these hundreds of people, a community of uh, built this shelf that got into my hands. And this shelf probably started in China somewhere. You know, the world this community is all over our lives, and sometimes we don't even realize that, that, that we, we are surrounded by community even if we're completely alone. So in all these things, we are more than conquerors. She loved this. Mom loved this. Through him who loved us. And here I was, I remember reading this and thinking how strange this was that I was, uh, I was reading this as my mom had just passed from cancer at her funeral. Um, but another thing I was thinking was, is like, you know, she did. She lived the way she wanted to live. She said she got to be me, and she was her. She was true to herself. And how punk rock is that? I think that's why I'm 46 and still love punk rock, is because of that I've got to be me attitude. I find some similarities with my mom. Uh, maybe the music is a little bit better than, than than church music. So there you go. You know, I gotta be I got to be true to myself. Now, I've also seen people who say, oh, you can't. Oh, that's not a very, you got to die to your flesh. And I don't know. I would say dying to your flesh is actually learning to be who you truly are. Because I think our flesh says, 
How do we be like someone else? How do we associate this? How do I get a nice house? How do I have the white picket fence? How do I buy into the system? How do I, you know, make be? How does capitalism work for me? You know, and then when all of a sudden we say, well, I got to be myself, and I don't like any of those things because they don't make sense to me, or they seem to hurt other people, then we start to say, this is who we are. That is dying to your flesh, not, you know, becoming like other people at church. You know, I mean, look at the church; it's a mess. I don't want to be like those some lot of those people. There might be a few, one or two, that I want to take some things from. Um, but in every community, I don't go, oh, I got to have that. Sometimes I go, oh, I like that. You know, and with my mom, I wanted to survive. But be a survivor like her, even though that she passed. But she knew that she lived the life, and she lived life well. She, she ran the race well. Through him who loved, okay, know in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, for I am convinced that neither death now listen to this, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no power, no height, no depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I like the New Living because it says even the gates of hell will not separate us. And so I want to look at this as, as in, a, in a Christian way of saying, you know, Christ, Christ's love. But I also want to look at this in a deeper sense, in a more radical theological way of saying, these ideas, these concepts, this of love and grace, the grace that is anarchy, the grace that says, I've got to show grace no matter what. And no system is going to tell me that I can't live grace. No system is going to tell me that I can't love this way. No system is going to make me, I'm not going to allow any system to create bitterness and anger and hate within me because I must stay true to who I am. I am a human that sees hope. I am a human that sees grace. I may, you know, I am a downer, guys. I, I'm a pessimist, but I am a prisoner of hope. And I believe Cornel West, I got that from Cornel West, I believe. But I am a prisoner of hope. I am a prisoner of love. I am a prisoner of saying, you know, maybe one day I may wake up and go like, ah, man, I don't know if there is a God. But I know what? I know my mom, to my mom, there was a God. And I know to Tammy Faye, it drove Tammy Faye LaValle to love people radically and practice inclusion, but not just radical inclusion for just one group, but radical inclusion for even the group that didn't want to include the other group. That's where it gets dangerous. That's where it becomes radical grace. That's where it becomes radical theology. That's where it becomes radical philosophy. That's when we become real radicals. Not when we go down, burn down the, 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 the government's building, but when we go up and go, we're going to do, we want to see change. We might need to change the government. We might need to take the government down. But none of you are beyond reconciliation. None of you are beyond redemption. This is radical shit. And it might seem like wishful thinking. I mean, it probably won't be in my lifetime that this kind of thing happens. But I did see it in my mother. So there's my example. There's my living example. I see it through some of the stories and some of the letters here in this book. I see it in philosophy. And, I, and often the philosophy is just these guys with ideas. You know, they're not out there practicing. Sometimes I'm not out there practicing. But then I look at someone like Zoe or Steve or, you know, some of you. And I see you guys out there doing this and going, like, it's happening. You know, I see people 
following in the footsteps of people like my mother and Paul and Jesus, and, you know, and all these folks. And sometimes we're Peters and sometimes we're Pauls and sometimes we're Tammies and sometimes we're us. And that's cool because I got to be me. And I hope all of you got to be you and find out who you are. Because this road, I, I don't think the narrow road is for everybody. You know, I wish it was. I'm going to, you know, but you might say, I can't do it alone. We well, don't have to. That's why Revolution Gathering, why we're a community here. That's why you see these folks who are, who are sharing, why you see so many comments. Half of these comments aren't even about my talk. It's comments of you guys being a community together. That's why we have it. Because we don't have to walk the narrow road alone, you know? Um, so when you think I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, it's saying, yeah, I can go through here and I can love people who are shooting arrows at me. You know, I can love the naysayers and the haters because when they recognize our humanity, then let me introduce you to my friend. I want you to recognize their humanity as well. And then let my friend introduce you to this other friend. You might want to, this person's human as well, even though you might not think that way. And I think social media and then regular media does everything to pull us against that, you know, just take us away from, from that idea. And so now we really do have to kick against the pricks, uh, you know. And I mean that in like vines with pricks on. I'm not calling people pricks. Because <laughs> eventually we're going to have to love those people too. You know, we had that, we used to have the sticker that says, as Christians, we're sorry for being self righteous, arrogant bastards. And uh, we had another one that said, don't let the bastards get you down. And I always, you know, someone said, you know, why are you calling people bastards? I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, maybe we should have a, like an asterisk to write down, like underneath this is, and we may be those bastards, you know, or, or at times we will be those bastards, you know, something like that. Like, you know, uh, embracing the contradiction that we're somebody's bastards and somebody's story. Um, I hope this grabs a hold of you even if you don't follow Christianity as your faith, you know, even if you don't even see yourself as a Christian, that this is something that, that encourages you to go out and do something radical and to love radically. Um, I'm, you know, being an introvert and being independent in, in some ways is kind of a gift because I, I don't feel like I have to belong to any club, so I'm allowed to love whoever I want to, but I know there's other folks who like to belong, and, and that's why we're, we try to build a community here. Um, but it's a community that just isn't exclusive at all. There's just no reason, there's no way to be exclusive. It, it, and what make, that does is it makes community harder, it makes it tougher. It makes us have to deal with situations and have hard conversations and we all have to have different types of boundaries as well to kind of work with each other and hopefully those boundaries don't drive each other away. Hopefully we learn to love and respect one another's boundaries. And I'm grateful that I've had people like my mother in my life who taught me to do that. So I do love radically, but I'll tell you what, just so you can have your asterisk here, your little, you know, but there are times where I, you know, I have to draw boundaries. And uh, so I don't always go to places. If I, there's places my friends aren't welcomed, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to attend a church where other people can't attend a church or where people probably can't be on staff that I love unless I'm going there to try to encourage them to open their doors a little bit wider. And um, 
So if you see me in a place like that, you know I'm there to be the fly in the ointment and say, hey, you guys got to love more. You're not loving enough. Got to love more radically. You want legalism? All right, well, I'll give you legalism, but the legalism is going to be how do we love others better? How do we include others better? How do we have tough conversations? How do we argue well? How do we really live this life in a radical way that leaves a better future for our children? I mean, we're celebrating mothers today because they give us life. They, in a perfect world, teach us how to grow, show us how to love, show us how to care. Now, a lot of us didn't have mothers. Most people weren't as lucky as me to have a mother like I did. A lot of people aren't. But, but that's why we celebrate mothers is because of what they've bestowed to us. And so how can we all, in a way, love, show motherly love by, dis, by, by giving that to others, by helping them love better? And uh, also when they fall on their face and scratch their knee trying to do it, we pick them up and we uh, kiss their boo-boos and put a, a Band-Aid on and say, all right, well, we survived it. Now, now how can we do it differently next time? How can we learn from this? And I think that's the great things about moms. Um, I hope that was okay today, folks, but I just wanted to celebrate my mom a little bit today and, and, and hopefully celebrate some of your moms today in that kind of way. I think, you know, moms are cool. I was able to, I sent a, a message to my ex today and just said, you're my favorite mom. You know, my mom's not here, but you're my favorite mom. And not because we hang out, because we don't very much, but you're my favorite mom because you love my babies, who I love so much, so well, and very different than me, but in a, such a beautiful way. And I'm grateful to be at that place. So I hope that uh, you're finding a little bit of that here. We're not the church team, Ife, but we are a gathering of people who want to embrace people who loved well and, and loved radically. And for me, that's... Paulinian, that's Christ, that's Gandhi, that's King, that's uh, even Tillich and people who did it and talked about it well and wrote about it well and helped other people see it well. Um, that's Harvey Milk, that's uh, all sorts of people, you know, um, conservative and liberal people. Some of the greatest people who loved me the most were conservatives who we have nothing involved with. <laughs> nothing, nothing it, 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 that we agreed on politically, but they loved me well, and I tried to return the favor. And I think that's all we can ask and all we can try to do. And uh, maybe one day then we can sit down and go, this is why I see it different. And you don't know. You might go, oh, maybe you'll see it different. Who knows? We're not always right. You don't have to always be right. Just be open to learning. I think the coolest thing is for when I've been able to tell people, like, you know, you're right. I, I messed that up. I was wrong. So uh, love you guys. Appreciate you all today. Um, I'm going to go uh, be dad and, and take care of my little ones. <laughs> Make sure Milo is staying hydrated. And, uh, yeah, love you guys. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of this community. I am going to try to get a better system where I can read these comments better. Uh, I think we're also going to try to make the shift onto, uh, I keep saying this, and we were supposed to do it last week, but because things came up last week, we didn't do it, but we're going to try to make the shift to YouTube. But we'll post something here and let you guys know where we'll be and when we do that and when we make the shift to YouTube. And then we'll hopefully be able to do YouTube and then do Facebook Live for people who are more comfortable on Facebook. But 
Um, I think we can just do more on YouTube. Like we can do more talk. I can do more talks. We can do something during the week as well and continue to grow this community, encourage this community and uh, find out better ways to encourage one another and be there for one another. So um, that's the hope to kind of get back to, to, to doing more. Uh, love you guys. Hey, listen, if you want to support this church, revolutionchurch.com, uh, you can support us. The link is at the top. Just the first one up there is if you want to support Revolution, this is how we do it, and we really do appreciate it. And uh, look forward to doing more with you guys in the future. And, hey, if you are interested in doing, like, a Zoom book study, um, I've been wanting to do something on Tillich, and I think maybe the the one on my mom would be good. Maybe finding someone else to lead the one on my mom might be better, so it's not like me just like, oh, let me talk about mommy. You know, having somebody else do the, I got, you know, I got to be me leading that book study would be kind of cool. And then I can maybe lead the Tillich one, and we can go through Tillich as well. So um, looking forward to that. But, yeah, if you want to support us, we can't. I can't do this without you. And... Um, you allow me to be a better dad, and uh, I appreciate that, and a better person. And, and thanks for allowing me to do the job I love and, and, and for allowing me to love you guys this way and encourage you this best I can. So grace and peace be with you. Happy Mother's Day, and um, see you Sunday. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.